everybody. Welcome back to the Brandon and Joe podcast. Our guest today is Amar Bhatia. He's currently receiving his PhD in IO Psychology from Hofstra University and has past experience working at the University of Maryland and NBC Universal. Welcome, Amar. Thanks for joining us today, Welcome. man. Hey, everyone. How are you all doing? Doing good. We uh, we actually recently, both Brandon and I just recently saw you at uh, the Psionic event after like the Metro event. Um, those are actually, it's probably like the most fun after the like talks <laughs> or the discussions, just like going to the bar, <laughs> even if it's like non-IO related. Yeah. <laughs> the best part was that I think we are all more relaxed because it's the end of the term. So it was good timing. Oh yeah. No, we, Joe and I, it's funny too. Like you're saying that like when we're there, even though it isn't IO, a lot of us end up like having a drink or two and talking IO still. Like, I know all of us were sitting talking really fun topics in IO that we get to like debate even after like a fun educational <laughs> conversation. Because it's not even like, it's still a professional setting, but it seems like people like calm down a little bit when you're around other students and you're able to like talk more candidly. Um, like if you have a job you don't really like, some students might not feel like I'm going to go to this event and then like crap talk my job. <laughs> um, but when you're around other students who are also in like their entry level positions, it's, you feel more comfortable. You're like, Oh, I don't love what I do either. Or like, you know, whatever people say. Um, so yeah, no, it was great. It was great game to see you there. I feel like we, we haven't really been able to chat before that we're kind of separated the masters and the, the PhD students. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, uh, we kind of have overlapping classes. So like, if we see each other in passing, that's about all we've had. Um, so it was good to like, really get a chance to, you know, talk with everybody. I remember we were even talking with a few Columbia kids, um, you remember, and we were just sharing like, oh, what's the difference of like your classes versus ours? Like, and what do we take versus you? So it was cool to see different perspectives um, and hearing from others outside, but also seeing the difference between PhD and master's. Yeah, I mean, Amanda and I, like when we really looked to start the initiative for Psionic, it was built around that collaboration with other students. So like getting to speak to people who are in a program somewhere else, like you can pick up on the things that they're doing and kind of learn kind of how different programs function, but also create some resources. Like now you're talking about someone that you met from Columbia and like that's somebody now that you know, and like you can always pick their brain if you want, like it's really, really awesome to kind of hear about these programs. And that's why Joe and I love talking to the PhD students at Hofstra, because like you said, there is, there is some differences and like we, we get to see each other in passing, but like what we dive into on like a day-to-day -day basis is really, really different. Definitely, definitely it is. To kind of get into some of the content of the episode of what we wanted to talk to you about today, um, like as Joe mentioned in your intro, like you have some experience at NBC um in hr and joe and i would just kind of love to pick your brain on kind of the type of work you were doing and just hear about like how that experience was for you yeah absolutely happy to share um so you started at as like a as a human resources coordinator right yes that was like your official job title yeah. is hr something that you thought you would find yourself be in or was it kind of just like the opportunity came across and like i'm gonna grab it right away yeah um so I kind of fell into HR in one of my internships um, that I was doing out of uh, high school. And it was a summer internship and it was within the same uh, organization. And I had done previous uh, internships over the summers as well, but rotating different departments. 
the last one I had was actually in HR. And that's kind of like what introduced me to the field of HR and like what exactly um, they do on a day to day basis. Um, and that's kind of where I learned that like, oh, this is where it's more the people people role uh, within an organization and where you have to manage, you know, um, their information within the system, but also manage their benefits and all of the things that we know that uh, um, happen within HR. Um, So that was kind of an introduction to it. But I think what led me to getting into HR in a um, full-time role was definitely the pursuit of the field of IO. um, And kind of like, I felt that was really the entry point uh, for all a lot of IO type roles. Um, and mainly, you know, I had come out of my first master's at that point. So I just wanted to get my feet wet um, and learn more about being in an organization. Um, and also just learning, I guess, at the foundational level, all the different aspects within HR. Um, I just thought that it would be the best uh, learning opportunity for me, given where I was in my career point. Dang, talking about being an early adopter, getting an internship out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, that's like one of the first times I've heard that. But um, so speaking about some of the work you do, um, Joe and I have had some people on this podcast and talked to them about some career progressions. And a lot of people do talk about when you go into HR, you can kind of use it as a branch to try other things and learn other things because you learn so much. Is that kind of what your experience was when you were at NBC and working in HR? Like, what kind of work were you doing? Most definitely. I mean, I, I mean, my role, my day-to-day kind of responsibilities was very, um, it was actually mainly transactional um, in nature. I was putting a lot of the um, stuff through the system and, like, just keeping things um, organized for, you know, how it would display across um, all of the NBC systems. Um, and also obviously talking with our talent acquisition teams to coordinate, you know, sending out offer letters and, um, interviews and things like that. Um, so, I mean, yes, uh, that's where my actual like motivation was to just learn about all the different aspects of it. Um, I know I, that, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to do was take initiative immediately. Um, and yes, learn about obviously my role and my responsibility for doing tasks, but obviously spreading my wings, if you will, um, and kind of learning about like talent development, talent acquisition, uh, org development, different aspects within that. So I tried my level best to like get into a lot of those opportunities. Um, so that, that's, that's, that was my approach. And I think that was the best learning lesson um, out of it. Um, and that's the best way that I learn as well, just trial by fire. So just get into it. No, it it's a great idea. Like, especially coming right out of like high school and then like we're such early career yeah. you want to try as many things as you can i mean even at the the metro event we were just at mm-hmm. um sandra harthog said like try as much as you can like you don't know like what you're going to want to do yeah. um was it hard to adapt because i feel like nbc is such a large company oh, yeah. and when you're placed in a role like hr and you said i wanted to try like talent acquisition talent management like i couldn't imagine assisting on a talent management project for NBC right after just taking like calculus. (laughs) It's just, it's such a different uh, environment and to go straight to that must've been tough or, or maybe not. Well, I mean, so obviously just the nature of the size of it. Yes. It's very overwhelming. Um, But for me, it wasn't that bad because 
I came from a very large institution and in being Penn State. So it's an extremely large state school. So I was kind of, I kind of had already been conditioned to just be in a very large environment. And, um, you know, that, and that was a journey too. You know, I wasn't always comfortable with that. I mean, my high school, I came from a very small graduating class of like 125 kids. And then coming into Penn State, you know, it's 55,000 kids there. So it's, it's a, that was a huge culture shock to me, but I think that helped me with the transition of going to NBC. But um, the other part that was helpful was we were, I was a specific HR for a specific group of um, employees. It wasn't for the entirety of 50,000 people, obviously. Um, but even our groups, you know, we were supporting close to, I want to say, five to 700 employees. So it, it was, it wasn't as overwhelming for me. Um, but it certainly was um, a learning experience. And um, it was at the time it was uh, remote. So it, that was a more challenging aspect, because I didn't have face to face interaction with any of my immediate team members. And then on top of that, my immediate team sat in Los Angeles. So I was working, I was actually supporting the only I was the only one here supporting for our group versus my, our generalist and director were both in um, Los Angeles. So it was a lot of challenge at, at first, um, but you know, that's a product of COVID. So kind of had to deal with it and learn. Yeah. It's funny uh, too, Joe and I were kind of just having a chat about this, but this is kind of the time for uh, people who are like around our age to get these types of jobs where you really like just have to learn and grow and have some steep learning curves. Um, with your experience, like in that type of situation, obviously um, working and working with like such specific group of people in a large organization probably still gave you a lot of tools. Like did the organization itself like provide you with learning materials that like they have streamlined or was it like still that small team that kind of built those materials is how you learned and grew within the organization? So I would say my onboarding experience was a little unique. Um, from the just traditional way that they would have liked to do it. Um, so I was being onboarded with the person that was training me was leaving that same week. So it was kind of a rapid fire um, onboarding and she did the best she could. And I tried to absorb as much as I could, but um, you know, I only had a week with her to basically give me the rundown of your day-to-day responsibilities, which was really what I was required to do, like right off the bat. Um, there wasn't really any training, formalized training for me, um, other than obviously um, like organizational kind of generic trainings and like onboarding material stuff. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't anything formalized. It was very much in the team um, and like just face or zoom but like you know <laughs> zoom, all over zoom is just telling you like oh this is how you put transactions into the um system and then after that you know going through talent acquisition stuff here's how you send offer letters here's how you send interview details and things like that but another flip side to that was within the first month that i was being uh, uh, that i onboarded we had two whole new system changes so everything oh, that man. i had previously learned from the coordinator was all out the door because we all were learning new things and so it was it was a very unique onboarding experience i would say um very different from the rest of my experiences but uh it was really just 
honestly trial by fire the whole time um, and drinking from a fire hose uh, for the first months <laughs> that I was there. But I mean, honestly, at, at a certain point, it was kind of the whole team because we were all learning about different um, these new systems and like how to put, you know, all the required things that we needed to get done done. So um, those had formal kind of training sessions, but it was kind of just the team that had developed it was going through it and they didn't there was a lot of issues with that because um, they didn't do a lot of stakeholder analysis. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of uh, troubleshooting and issues where it just had impacted a lot of um, our direct uh, day-to-day activities. But yeah, that was, it was, it was a fun experience to say the least. I love the IO perspective of looking at things from an IO and you like watch something happen and you're like, I know how to fix this, but I can't do anything. And and it's like, like just saying stakeholder analysis. It happened a lot. I didn't realize how important it was to have like a good new higher orientation until you start working in an organization. Because like simple things like you're saying, if like you need your laptop to work or like there's certain softwares that you need access to or just simple things to help you get your job done. If you're not like told how to do it or how to access things in the first couple of weeks, it can make your job like 10 times harder. And I couldn't imagine what you had to go through, like through two different softwares <laughs> changes yeah. on like your daily tests. Did they have like any like consulting company or like any training videos or they just throw it into the fire all of it was really internalized like any troubleshooting things that we had like we had a centralized um like kind of hub for like all manuals training manuals and things like that that like it was on your own that you had to you had at full access Mm. to it and they gave you access to it like showed you where it was but like it's up to you to figure out how to do it there's not really like gotcha. videos mm-hmm. or anything like that so those were helpful because i was reading those like a, a lot because a lot of those were step-by-step guides for how to do my role per se so it was very helpful for me and that's kind of just how i was learning is just being adaptable to those different scenarios like okay this is how i have to learn and like my job doesn't stop like i have to do my thing so like i still need to figure this out regardless of you know whatever else is going on but that was something my manager had told me you know from kind of day one was that the expectation is that you know i i can't hold your hand both both because you know i'm not there and i'm in los angeles but also like we're on zoom so it's not like you know i can give you connections i can i can give you people that you can reach out to but it is going to be a lot that you're going to have to take on. And and that was okay with me. That's, you know, that's just how I operated too. Um, so it, they did off, offer a lot of those, but it was a lot like you had to do it yourself. It's not going to be given to you per se. Yeah. I mean, that gives you a lot of good experience and to circle back to that idea of training and how important it is. It's like, sometimes you don't even realize it. I know before IO was even in question and I was at one of my first jobs when I was 16 and I had been, and then I turned 17, I'd been there for a year. They asked me to train the new people. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is what I, what I do on a day, (laughs) on a daily basis. Here you go. And like walking through that, like now being in an IO program and seeing like how you build a training program and the different ways you can make it effective and teach people and doing that in my consulting work. It's like, okay, I wish I could grab like 16 or 17 year old Brandon and completely change his mind on how he was training the new hires. But like, it's really true though. And to kind of now like shift our focus, like we were talking about working at a big company and like the different experiences that you had in HR. Um, I know when Joe and I were 
just kind of like looking at your LinkedIn too, and you mentioned this earlier in the episode, um, you do have two master's degrees, um, one in IO and one in business. One, this is a two-part question, Amar. Uh, so first part of this question is just kind of like, how did that master's degree and your IO degree kind of help you when you're working? Like, how have you seen them help you? Mm-hmm. And then the other part that I wanted to know is like, what differences have you really seen in the content that you've learned in both? Sure. Um, so what it really did help me with is just being able to look at everything and keeping in mind the big picture um, and that how, you know, within organizations, no matter the size of it, everybody's role is in incredibly important but in order to do their specific task to keep the big picture or the big machine kind of keep going um so a lot of the things that i learned um especially from you know the the business program because a lot of that was like taking the approach that okay let's learn about what it takes to run an organization to run a business you know so you're looking at management classes finance you know accounting all of those basic um, business fundamental courses um, and all the you know intricacies that are required to know those things to operate a business, but then the IO side of it, it's like how the organization runs, like within the people aspect of it, right? So I thought it was a great balance of seeing both sides to it, but and then keeping that in mind, you know, like I said, it just keeps me uh, always re- reminding myself about the big picture of organizations and that it takes both sides, both you know task work, but also people um, to make things work. No, it's, it's, it's a great point. Um, do you see yourself like leaning towards one way or the other? Like, obviously you're getting your PhD in IO psychology. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself like, eh, maybe I will enjoy like more of the MBA side when I graduate or is it kind of just so, whatever and, happens? And that kind of goes to the second point of the question, Brandon, that like, what do I see as the differences? And honestly, there there's a lot more parallels than there are differences. Um, I would say like just keeping the organizational side of things, right? There's so many parallels there. What, what it takes to have a good management, you know, what it takes to have a good uh, organizational culture, what it takes for good talent, right? Like recruiting, all of those things, those are business, uh, you know, kind of fundamentals. Um, And so I think those are a lot of parallels in it, but then where the specifics or the differences come in is like the specializations that you go into. Um, And that part is where I kind of feel like I fall into is that I want to pursue that specialized kind of route that yes, you know, obviously I care about business and like I care about organizations. Um, I, you know, hope to probably have my own business at some point um, or multiple, who knows, right? Like I do plan of, I, I, I do have an entrepreneurial, you know, background and like that's kind of where my pursuits are as well. Um, but I do want to focus on the IO aspect to create that. Um, so yeah, to, to see that, like it, that would make me satisfied because that's where I, my pursuit is, is within that specialized field of like, I want to focus specifically on IO elements and what it takes to create a, a good organization through that rather than just basic kind of business fundamentals. While that's important. That sounds like a, a great organization to work for, Amar. We got to keep some tabs on you. <laughs> well, we take, I don't know if you read the fine print on the contracts, but appearing on the podcast, we get uh, 50% ownership <laughs> of all future endeavors. Hey, um, you know, it's just it's just one thing we have to add. <laughs> That's okay with me. That's fine. 
uh, well, we, we got it there. There's our proof. No, just kidding. Uh, but so that that's really cool, though. Um, I, I really like that perspective. I know, um, Joe, we got to talk to John Zagger about that, like, differing opinions of masters in business Absolutely, versus yeah. of masters in IO. And he kind of said a very similar, uh, he said a very similar perspective. I, I do like the idea of that you were speaking to Amar about when you're running a business and you're like thinking about the operational side of it, it's one thing, but then when you think about the people, it's another, yeah. but the people are also the operation and it's awesome to like think about the effect that you have on them. I, I was wondering uh, as somebody who is doing their PhD, you got a master's in business, a master's in IO, you have HR experience, but also you're entrepreneurial. What area of IO like has like kind of piqued your interest the most? Like what, what have you seen with everything you've learned that piques your interest the most? It's a fabulous question. Um, and I'll try not to list every single, you know, item <laughs> that we have. Um, but I do, I personally am very interested in management and leadership stuff. Um, so, and I, I, I'm leaning towards doing that for my dissertation as well. So we'll see about that. But um leadership is always something that has uh i've always been interested in and the you know different theories that go into leadership styles and learning about that is something that i do want to um, continue to learn about um so that's certainly one aspect i also do very much care about talent learning and development um, both organizationally but also individually um and that's something that i as a role would love to do um, is being in that talent and org development type of consulting type role um, so I have uh, figured kind of that route out that like, that's really where, like within an organization, that's where I would like to be at. Um, I've had previous experience, obviously doing, you know, general HR, learning about different things. Um, talent acquisition is, it's a cool route. Um, I don't know a, a much about it though. So I don't know how much it would be for me. Um, just the nature of selection and you guys know how selection is. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, but you know, I, I think org and talent development is really where my passion is. Um, but obviously learning about management and leadership, um, through possibly executive coaching, that'd be cool. We just had on a, Ari, who is another PhD student at Hofstra, and he was this saying, he was talking about his dissertation on leadership awesome. and lecturing us about like all the intricacies. Uh, and unless you like really think about it, um, you're just like, oh, it's not much to it. You just be a leader. I remember in our, what was, I was our first semester with Dr. Nolan, um, and he was talking about leadership, and I had that exact thought process. Like, I was like, oh, it's just leadership. You know, you tell people what to do, like they do it. Oh, why? And then I was like, well, dead wrong. <laughs> um, but he brought up leadership in the military and the studies that were going to make like an effective leader in the military to get soldiers to do their tasks and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, that's where I was like, this is very legit. This is very serious. And there's so many things that go into it. Um, if you end up doing your dissertation on leadership, I mean, it might sound like a stupid question because we're in IO, but does it have to be leadership in work? Like, can it be about no, leadership? Not at all. Any yeah, not at all. I mean, obviously, I think that's a part of where theoretical and practical implications come in, that you have to be able to infer what your findings mean for, you know, in the context of organizations. But I think the findings that would be from that would be, you know, 
all around. Um, and that's really where, like I said, I haven't exactly picked out the dissertation topic, but like the questions that I have stem from not just work environment, but like even the personal level. Um, so that's, I, I want to hopefully have that approach going into it, that the findings would be, you know, universally applicable. It's not just for work. That makes sense. I mean, it's hard, it's hard too, right? Because you can also find things that'll work in one environment in a working environment that wouldn't work in another. So, 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 I mean, it's a very meticulous process and Joe and I definitely tip our caps to you and anyone as well who are doing their PhD, as we know. Couldn't imagine doing it. I don't know how you guys do it. You never know. Never say never. You might, you might have to hear it too. So we'll see. Might have to say never say never. <laughs> but yes, it's, tough (laughs) it is but uh to kind of we want to ask you the same question that we ask all of our guests um and you have so much experience as well so we'd love to hear what your thoughts are um what kind of advice do you have for like prospective io students or people who are like just starting their io careers like what kind of advice do you have for them learn fast make mistakes ask a lot of questions um and if you do want to pursue what, if you want to pursue your dreams or pursue IO, whatever it may be, do it. Um, don't think about it too much. Don't overthink it. If you feel it, do it. Um, it will pay off dividends for you in the long run. Um, I always have that approach towards life in general that, you know, not overthink things, try not to overthink things too much, but, you know, obviously that's human nature. Uh, but if you feel something in your gut, you know, that gut feeling, it, I, I follow that. Um, and I think everybody should, because, you know, either way, right, you're going to learn no matter what from that, um, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's the approach you take to that experience and learning, right? If you look at it negatively, um, and we're going to go IO here, if you will, but, or the psych of it but like if you learn with a negative approach it's going to be a bad situation but if you take a po- the positives out of it it's always going to be beneficial for you um, no matter how the scenario ended um so i would say that um that you know make mistakes a lot um, but ask a lot of questions um one not only to improve yourself but to improve uh other uh, they they learn by giving feedback as well um and you know receiving it on likewise so I would say that, um, but overall, you know, it's kind of cliche, but chase your dreams, chase your dreams. I love it. Um, I love the, especially the first part about going out and do it. I think there's no, uh, there's no replacement for hard work. Like, you know, of course there might be a little bit of luck and right place, right time, but if you really put your head down Mm -hmm. and do it, yeah. Um, it's the world of business. You get the skills, you meet the people, you'll end up doing well. Uh, you're not getting the next LeBron James, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you just gotta put your head down and do it. And I, especially what we said about asking questions, um, because you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't even have to be like a manager. It doesn't have to uh, just be a professor. It could be someone random on LinkedIn and be like, this guy works in learning and development. Um, yeah. he seems like he knows what he's doing. Why don't I shoot him a quick email? Exactly. And just ask a couple of questions. Um, beautiful advice. Yeah. The advice piece, like the part of that advice that I also loved, I'm going to piggyback off of what Joe was saying with the questions. Um, in our most recent episode with uh, Dr. Michael Bazigos, 
we like started the episode off talking about how we love when he asks questions at Metro events because it helps everybody learn. And you, and you kind of like spoke to that Amar where you were saying like, if you're asking questions, you're helping other people learn as well. And the great part about it too, is a lot of times when people ask questions, I feel like sometimes there's a negative connotation to it where they're like afraid to ask because they're like, I don't want to seem like I don't understand or like, I don't know. And in all honesty, like putting yourself in that position to ask a question is probably going to be not only more beneficial for you, but if you work up the courage to ask the question, it's like looks even stronger than acting like someone who pretended to know something. And then you had to go back and ask the question anyways. Right. <laughs> and so, right. Like it's great advice. And I think a lot of students are going to be able to take that. And I mean, going for your dreams is something that everybody should be reaching for, you know, and I, I love that you threw that part in there too. Absolutely. Chase your dreams. No, stop. And don't let anyone love- stop you. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to end off on the one of our best quotes ever. Chase your dreams. Who knows where it'll lead you. Um, but yes, Amar, great advice. Uh, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Um, I'm really happy that we got to have like an in-depth conversation. Um, and there's many more to come. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And good luck on comps. Definitely. definitely. Yes. But, uh, appreciate both of you. Thank you for having me on. Um, and this was fun. Yes, we should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. We'll put it in the calendar. Once we're Talk all back. Soon. For sure. Take care. That was that was awesome, Joe, getting to chat with Amar. Uh, we, we were saying how we just got to see him at the Psionic event, but it's just always such a pleasure. Um, he's such a cool dude and has got some like really good perspectives and experience. So uh, that was I thought he had a lot of really awesome things to say about like his experience and his, I guess, ideas about IO. No, absolutely. I know I've always wanted to like have a chat with him especially who's in our PhD program. Like I feel like we're always like seconds away from seeing each other. So actually having a sit down with him uh, and be able to talk about like his experiences, especially from the MBA perspective, going into IO was, was super interesting. Um, makes you say, think uh, you got to come to the psionic events. You might uh, meet a new friend. Thanks <laughs> for the plug, plug there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it's great though. Like uh, those events are just fun because you get a lot of students, but Like back to what we were talking about uh, with Amar, like I thought it was cool to hear the perspective of somebody who's not only got a master's in IO, but a PhD, who's getting a PhD in IO and has an MBA uh, or a a master's degree in business. Like to really get that perspective, I felt like it was really cool. No, absolutely. Uh, It was very nice talking to him. Uh, I was really interested about the MBC uh, internship that he had a position he had just because it was it was so like uh, it's just such a big company at such a young age um, and it's just really cool experience to have especially then taking that experience of going into a program um, and mixing the two and then for future positions uh, so I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode thank you everybody for sticking around we hope you enjoyed it and we will catch you next Friday yep see you guys next week